Good morning, good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Neon Jellyfish Arcade. I'm your host, as always, Philip, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Sean. How are you doing this week, Sean? All good, all good. Good. Thank you for joining us. We were on hiatus last week, as it was a bank holiday, and it does affect our recording schedule, shall I say. Uh, we're still working on our uh, Mass Effect 2 uh, review, so that will be coming, but this week is talking all about our E3 kind of predictions and what are we hoping to see um, for next, in two weeks? Is it next week or in two weeks' time, Showpiece? Um, next weekend is when it all kicks off. So you've got, yeah, you've essentially got this week coming up where there's not going to be, I mean, we've already get bits and bobs come out, but officially it's from Sunday the 13th, I think it is. Well, Sunday the 13th. So there you have it. So we'll be back. So we won't do a E3 show next week, um, but we'll do one next week talking about all about what happened as we do our shows on a Sunday. So we'll have to do it a week after where the news will already be old, but hopefully you'll still uh, join us for that one. But with, as always, what have you been playing this week, Sean? Uh, not too much. Well, a bit of America. <laughs> yeah, we're about to get into that. Don't you worry. Um. Mass Effect 1 still, uh, I've nearly, I've just been doing the Insanity playthrough version, but that's more or less done, so I have started number 2, but I will get proper into the swing of that uh, fairly soon, um, for when we talk about it, um, and then obviously move on to number 3. But you and me play it because I think you've nearly done number two. But we, I'm almost at the end of number two. Been playing that a little bit this week as well. Been playing a lot of Planet Coaster. Um, I will ebb away from that game soon, but it's um taking up a lot of my time, and I do get the itching of like once I start that game, I do find it difficult to move away, shall we say? Um, and then we've been playing Mario Kart. It's a Switch Online functionality, is in my opinion. As we try this out with Mario Kart, not functional, not able to function on any level. It's an absolute travesty, travesty uh, of a online <laughs> platform when you can't even do a, a tournament amongst friends. Uh, it, it's a travesty. I don't know how anyone uses that system. There's a huge difference in how they're even charging for that system. Yeah, to me, no, I agree. I, I, I thought Mario Kart would work a bit sort of smooth or, or better than that it was its connection never seemed sort of stable um to complete i mean we was doing the i mean this shouldn't matter but just for disclosure we were trying to do 48 races um mm-hmm. so obviously it would have been a long tournament but as i've just said that they shouldn't factor into the, the, the connection issues. It shouldn't matter whether you're doing four, four cups, four cups, four races of forty-eight. Like the connection should hold, or but you know, or you know, you would imagine if you was to do like ten forty-eight cup tournaments, there might be one where you get a weird connection issue. As I'm sure everyone, regardless of whatever system they've played on, has had a connection issue at some point. But so you can. You can look over it at some point, but unfortunately, with Mario Kart, it seemed to be a bit more of the <laughs> connection issue, seemed to be more of the norm rather than the exception. <laughs> yeah. Well, even when we were doing it directly, like not even going online, we were still having connection issues. Mm. Like direct, and they're all in the same 
room pretty much and they were still having connection issues so i just couldn't i just couldn't believe the, how bad it was i must admit I, I didn't think it would be that bad i didn't think we would have a single issue it seems it almost felt like we should just got out the wires and put it up to a land box that seems to be the moss communicado but if you're using that thing for online gaming good luck good god bless Ugh. God help you. That's all I can say. It seems to be all. I mean, don't get me wrong. This isn't a. I'm not defending it, but it seems to be all right on a solo experience, which is obviously isn't good. But like when I, I don't really play Smash Brothers, but when I have done Mario Kart just myself playing randoms, it doesn't actually seem to be an issue. But obviously, you don't always want to just play against some random people sort of online you want to obviously be able to play with it and that seemed to be where we was having the, the issue is when we was trying to connect multiple switches and and stuff like that I mean whether as we joked about when we was doing this uh, the, the much rumoured switch pro for that would be the pro feature that we yeah, work online connectivity <laughs> online and stuff gets a, uh, an improvement well, hold fire there because we will be talking Nintendo and Switch Pros just soon. But we'll just quickly jump into the news and something that came out this week that you brought my attention to. This is our weekly CD CD Project Red um, update. Um, I'll put it in the title so we can get more views. Um, but surprisingly, so they did have a finance call or they released them um, information about quarter one earnings financial report. Um, so what happened is that you know, they, CD Projekt Red enjoyed a 2% increase in product sales during quarter one 2021. Um, but however, it watched its net profits plummet to 64.7% during that time from the previous year. Uh, they expected a net profit of 80 million zlots, zlots, whatever the Polish currency is. I do apologize to our Polish listeners if we do have any of that. I'm pronouncing that wrong. So they expected 80 million, but they only got 32.5 what I didn't know and what I found very interesting is that, that the studio made it very clear that the 60% uh, fall uh, was from, is this, that it comes from continuing depreciation of Cyberpunk 2077 development expenditure. So in other words, they're saying that and they continue to spend money fixing Cyberpunk and promoting the game, but they haven't been able to cover those expenses with Cyberpunk alone. Um, so and it's continuing to eat into their profits, which is admirable in one way that they're continuing into, but you know, to develop this game. But it seems to be costing them quite a bit, which I would fall would you know if it was any other studio, they would have just got the game going and moved well, if on. If it's any other studio, they've got another load of titles. I mean, no, I mean, I think I don't. I mean, they said they're going to work on another witcher title but hold on that's the next story (laughs) that's the next well anyway you don't know when well unless you've got the release date in your next story but that's not obviously going to be hitting anytime this year because it's not even been titled and you can i'd be willing to bet it's not going to hit next year either um again i'm happy to be proven wrong if that does end up being the case but like you said that so their main recent release you know, it's do they cut their tires and just let that fall aside, and then you've got nothing. I mean, I get that they're spending money out. I mean, like I said, the, to me, I mean, it's all 
much it's all good with hindsight or but I mean like many people I really did not I still can't quite wrap my head around the mentality of releasing a game in a really buggy sort of messy state especially when you put such an emphasis on will only release when ready like to sort of repeat that sort of sort of mantra or motto or whatever like their company that stands for quality over anything else like it just sort of seemed crazy to me that then there was like well actually screw it let's just get this thing out that you know just sort of all of a sudden felt like what what the hell let's just get this thing out Mm. and now they're kind of to some degree paying the price because obviously I think this game will sort of because I think it is a I mean I personally didn't actually have a bad experience with it and I thought it actually was a really good game so I I, hold on to that for because um it goes on to say um before we jump in um is that the sales of the game so they sell 30 million copies in 2020 which within two weeks because I think it came out the 13th or the 9th of December I can't 10th, sorry. So you had well almost three weeks of 2020, but they sell 13 million, which is an impressive number, an impressive number, the biggest sales of that company's history. However, analysts, now these are not confirmed, I have to report, but the analysts have been working hard to under to uncover their copies sold. And so far, they say it's sold around about 1 million copies in 2021 so far. This was accurate as of uh, 1st of June, this, this article and report. So from the 1st of June, it was saying that it sold 1 million copies. So we're six months in, um, which would put it, Cyberpunk, between the 14 to 15 million units sold, um, which is still impressive. But when you put that their financial breakdown would set, suggest that CD Projekt was hoping that this new game would sell 27 million units in its first year, it's looking that it's going to fall very short um of that estimate now they're still carrying on with their with their um roadmap that we're still meant to be getting free dlcs and next gen coming in half in uh basically the well, second half this is a little bit like what i was saying to you before like when i was sort of saying like because i think we had a difference of opinion but correct me if i'm wrong like when anyone thinks of cyberpunk like this is going down to the reputational thing because you said it wouldn't hurt them at all I believe because I think what will most people think of when they think of their game they're going to think broken game and therefore like even if they patch this out they've got to do a lot of work in getting turning that perception back because it was such a high profile game at its release and like I said I like I said, correct me if I'm wrong. We had a different because you said it doesn't matter that people associate this game with being broken. Now people will flock to buy it regardless. Whereas I feel you have that they need they need to do a lot of work in turning this around. Like because what is if you went and asked, obviously someone would have to know a bit about gaming to actually know what this is. But if you ask someone what to sum up words or or whatever they might attach to cyberpunk like i'd say you would get a lot of pick your top 10 words that you attribute to that game 
I'd say you get a lot of negative words attached to that, even you though, I, as won't. I said, I actually, having played it, would say the game was, and I didn't experience I'd experienced the odd bit here and there, but it was very minimal, uh, no more than maybe what you'd get in a, like a Bethesda game. Um, so, and like I said, I, I really enjoy it. I mean, to me, that actually did feel like a, and for me anyway, I'm, I'm sure there's other games like this, like a new experience, like a new, like it almost felt like a new next gen sort of experience to me. Um, like it didn't feel like I was playing the same old sort of thing. I guess because it's a new IP as well. It just, it just, and a new sort of setting that you don't typically visit too often. It felt like a really new and fresh sort of experience like I, I did really enjoy that game um it's well, just going... a shame like I said that, that it's when you think of it it's just got all this baggage attached to it and I just think that's the thing they gotta and it can be done because I've never played this game people say that No Man's Sky obviously had a very similar issue but they did these but days people huge... would think of that more positively but my thing is, there's a difference. There is a difference between this and No Man's Sky. Is that No Man's Sky is a evolving world. CD Cyberpunk is not. It's a single player. No, it's 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 complete when it comes. Well, it should have been complete. But where No Man's Sky can evolve because it is a game as a service. Cyberpunk is not a game as a service. So to me, it's it, that is the kind of a difference. You it will have a reputation, but they've made their money back on CD on Cyberpunk. To me, it's a case, and this goes on to the next. Story. Yeah, but it's not always about making your money back with something like that, because obviously, as you said, well, they're sort of preparing the game or funding the next game and stuff like that. It's like because you always made the argument to me, like one of the reasons you said the game had to come out in December was because the studio was just burning through money while yeah, they didn't that have a game studio, to bring and in any money would, in. So they had no choice. Yeah. yeah, that story so, would, that we've just read would back that up, that they are, because then they continue to spend money. The studio was um, almost bankruptcy no, no. producing <laughs> that game. So, Well, no, but that's the kind of pitch you put. Like, literally, no. they didn't have anything coming in, so they needed on, to get that on, game. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I never made that pitch, but yes, they were losing. They are losing money. Every time the game has come out, they lose money, and they continue to lose money to buy by putting money into it but that's why i think it, they they did it and we can go over but the I reasons guess i'd say like, it's not like the game is never going to come out i i am always thinking <laughs> a game should come out in its best state versus not should unfortunately the realities of the world force people into making decisions that the that in a perfect world i'm sure everyone would like to do that release a game when it's absolutely ready but unfortunately we don't live in that world live in a world with financial limitations well big studios you know even less than the Activision EA do you think they they force their games they have to have strict deadlines because they have a million stickers they have shareholders they have to abide to so big studios can't big games that have like sort of big critical you know I'm I'm talking probably mate of your sort of there's only two studios uh, I think that can do that and that's Nintendo and and, and, um, oh god who makes GTA. Yeah, I said there's only Rockstar. two studios, Rockstar and Nintendo are the only I'd ones. I said Naughty Dog. Allowed? No, maybe. I, if I they would... have a game that's ready, they will put that game back. And yeah, I would maybe. say 
and I would say separate, but I think Sony will allow a lot of their first party studios. So, and I actually even think you could, again, I could be proven wrong. I think Microsoft will allow a lot of their first party studios. And they have to, been, and it's cost them. But you've just said there's they, only two companies that will allow two that, that to happen. True, and now I you've just said maybe Microsoft okay, uh, allowed all of their studios. Maybe the first party games as well, because first party ones, again, they're not there to sell units, they're there to improve the brands. So they would probably keep them back. They're not there. That is the kind of the way that they go about it. So they would keep them back because if they released a broken game, which Microsoft have done with Halo MCC, it doesn't look good on the brand. It does cost them a little bit of reputation. So maybe they're the only ones, but every other third party, they don't have the time nor the luxury to wait. They have to release a game because that is the reality that they're facing. They don't have a bankroll of a company that's going to allow them to keep on working on the game. And most games that get delayed never turn out well. I can't think of a game that got delayed and people are like, oh, good, good job it got delayed another year. It just never happens for some reason. I don't think most games that get delayed, Breath of the Wild, there's one. Okay, Breath of the Wild is one. Animal Crossing, you... people seem to really like. <laughs> well, no, but you're just saying... Keep away like, from they... Nintendo No, but you're games. saying people don't like games when they're delayed. Uh, so they, the games, games never really turn never out reach. well. Hold on, hold on. No, I said games <clears> don't really turn out well when they get delayed. The only ones I can really think of, maybe you could throw Nintendo games in there, but probably Red Dead Redemption. But you look at No Man's Sky, you look at CD Projekt Red, you look at Anthem. Uh, Mass Effect was delayed. Sorry? Grand Theft Auto 5. Grand Theft Auto 5 is But Rockstar, I told you, Rockstar and Nintendo are slightly are slightly different, but the majority, they are exceptions to the rule, but well, the majority of another games... one then. But obviously, this isn't out yet, but we'll see how this turns out. Uh, God of War 2, we'll see. Because that got an announcement this week to say that's moving from 2021 to 2022. But we'll see if that game gets slated. Uh, because it's had it's again it's a first party title that's it's no but it, you're I saying was... games ultimately by giving extra time you just said that never, they never ultimately them, turn out worse never makes them uh, ultimately i don't think it turns out worse but they never come out like ridiculously polished i've never seen a game that get delayed that's come out and it's like this is like it doesn't need more work do it but so you're saying you can't include any game that's like for any like for any of these first party studios. So you're like ruling out all of pretty much all Sony exclusives, all Nintendo exclusives, and all Microsoft exclusives. So you yeah. literally only have third parties, which state, make up the majority of the games. You have like <laughs> EA and Activision and you. Yeah, which make up the majority your... of the games that are sold. Yeah, the majority is what I would do. Lumber, I don't know it? if you, I would call that. I would say if you put Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo together, you would say, I would say that's a, you would have a decent fair split between those three companies and everything they have versus the other big three third party companies also you and me look at different sales figures so. but well no it's not about sales figures you just say it's about games well i have to say no sales i'm talking about who makes up the majority of sales in the games it's not nintendo well nintendo do make up a hell of a lot but it's not Microsoft and Sony, I can tell you that, but it is the third party and they're the games that I would say focus on. That's why I don't focus too much on first party because they are the exception, not the rule. Okay. But moving on anyway, but moving on to Cyberpunk um, going CD Projekt Red, um, they have started development on their next title and they have gone into full development on their next title, which is believed 
to be um, the Witcher 4 um, title. I did have the story just here. So they have started um, going into full development onto their next title, um, that which is kind of indicated that that will be a Witcher game. So most people are expecting this game to release in 2025 to 2026. So when is that? Four years, five years away? So that will be the next time um, that they will rear their heads. And I would wait to see what would happen because I personally think that game will sell, if it's a Witcher game, that game will sell probably better than Cyberpunk ever sold. Well, it was, I'll do Cyberpunk. Well, it's hard to say ever sold, isn't it? Because obviously that game was released properly with all the lines on it. Let me rephrase that then. It would be sell better than its release window than the Cyberpunk did. That's my prediction. Well, I, the thing I find interesting, obviously, if it's so far out, it will be to is how they because obviously that's a long time away. Like I said, whether they can kind of do a No Man's Sky situation, and it's not about I get that what you're saying about the difference in game styles, but it's about that. Rep- I know you don't think anyone pays attention to the reputational stuff. No, I don't. No, it's I don't. about being able to turn that around because I think that is one whether you've like I said, we just got a difference of opinion on this. I do think that factors into the sales being under, as you said, if the estimate it supposedly is around 27 million, I do think in the, the reputation is is it's a factor in that. Well, not for just... a game that had that amount. Of, I mean, as some game. people said, that game was sort of almost going to be heralded as one of the defining games of the of I think that they're foolish sort of... anyone who said that didn't have a clue what they were talking about foolish as well I, I don't know say. that game was pre- I mean maybe you were a bit of oblivious that that game was probably hyped by marketing yeah up. but it's, it's marketing it's sales do you believe every sales pitch you hear well, no, but everyone was on board. Yeah. I mean, like you said, maybe because you have a bit more conspiracy theory stuff about the gaming industry as a whole being bought off by different companies, you know, not having their own opinion on stuff. So they all got into the hype, but it wasn't real hype. Like, no, see, the Project Red was given the money under the table. Oh, I don't you know. made an to, accusation. Let me well, because I don't understand Let me what, where accusation. you're coming from. Like, People no, were hyped, but it wasn't on, real. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me easily respond to the accusation. I don't believe it's the industry. I believe it's a lot of YouTubers that hyped this because even Young Ye... But and the industry. Hold on, so... let me respond. Let me respond. <laughs> um, so Young Ye re- removed his cyberpunk review uh, a couple of weeks ago because he admitted that he was wrong. He bought into the hype and he was just giving people what they wanted to hear. And a lot of every industry did that. They're not going to go against the grain they're going to tell you what they want to hear. So the hype just kept on building and kept on building. No one knew this game was going to be the next one. People were banking on it, but no one knew it for sure. But the hype just kept on be- being built up, built up. I wasn't bought by the hype because I played The Witcher 3. I knew what it was capable. Well, according to you, I mean, the way you bang on about The Witcher 3, you should have been right on the hype train because you've been I like, should, but like I knew, but almost I knew. crafted by God. <laughs> what are you talking about? So you should have been like, well, here's God's no, next because game. I also God's knew. <laughs> I also knew that that game was lightning in a bottle. It was a one in a. It was one of those moments. Well, you didn't say that until after, because I remember. No, I did. You didn't see me building up. I was excited. You didn't tell me that hold you hold felt on. The Witcher was a one-off lightning in a bottle situation until after that. CD. Until after CD Projekt Red launched. 
So don't no, no, they can still make a great game, but they'll never reach that level again. So you feel I... The Witcher Four will be another sort of mediocre? No, I think it'll be a great. I hope it will be a great game. But there's a difference between a great game and an exceptional game-defining game. And The Witcher Three was a game-defining game. And they will never get to that reach because it doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. There was probably only one or two of those games that happened ten, in every 10 years and every decade. I would say GTA 3, Virtual 3, 5 was one. And I would say The Witcher 3 was one. Maybe you could throw in The Last of Us for the story, but I've never played it. So I can't say, speak on that subject. But they're the two. And no matter, then they will create a great game and they're capable of creating a great game. But that is an exceptional game. It stands out from the rest. And that's why they'll never create it. But th- I knew that. But I think people were expecting that they was going to do it again, and it's it's impossible. Oh, but there's... I just saying, I never heard you. I, I never. I mean, don't get me wrong. Obviously, we didn't really talk about it till after CD Project Red came out. But I didn't hear all of this. Because no, you never this asked. kind of conversation. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's very easy to be like, well, I, I had this opinion of it. All the time. Why did everyone else sort of think no, it was going to be a good game for, from the people? I thought it was going to be a good. I thought it was going to be a great game. I did think it was going to be a great game. I went forward to it for a great game. I didn't say, but people went into it. I feel like with the hype train of cyber projects is that they lost their analytical thinking. It, the same thing that happened with No Man's Sky. I've seen we've seen this repeat a few times. And I remember No Man's Sky. People were losing their mind, saying that this is going to be the greatest game ever created. They bought into the hype train, came out, didn't live up to the hype. People got annoyed. Cyberpunk came out, didn't live up to the hype. But it's like, it keeps on happening. But, but I don't believe in sales pitches and marketing. It doesn't well, have an effect it's, to me. Well, no, it's a case of sort of seeing what actually happens. It's like buying into it with a... I bought into it. Sense. I played the so game. It's like when you see the... Mm sort of CGI, you know, it's like they now have warnings on them because I, I can't remember what year it was brought in, but it was always yeah, even misleading ads. But you saw the YouTube reviews come out and they were praising the game. No, as soon as the con- They were Young spiting Ye- it. Young Ye, skill up. I can give you the YouTube channels. Before the console came out, they were saying how great this game was. Console version comes out, all of a sudden they changed style. And that's why he reviewed, he took down his video. Because it was so paralyzing. Like he was saying this game was like everything he wanted. It was such a detail, but he wasn't aware of the backlash that was it was about to unfold. And they all they all he apologized for it. And I give him credit for that. It came out and apologized, removed the review because he said it's not an active it doesn't review what the game actually was. I wish a few of them others would do it, but everyone bought into it because everyone was saying the same thing. So but that's, uh... I'm a bit look, so Everyone gave this game like eight and nines and ten out of tens, and now they're going back on it. Is, is that well, the I give you skill up, gave it ten out of ten. Um, for, so that was a YouTube for Cyberpunk. Yeah, Young for, Ye gave it for PC or PC, PC. Yeah, they did play all the PC version, which again wasn't the best version. It was still it a very meant good to be version. The best version. What's but the best still... version then? I've well, no, it's still Stadia, meant to be technically might be hold on, the best hold on, version. Hold on, you're jumping in. Let me finish <laughs> before you jump in. The PC was a good version, and if you would, if anyone bought the PC, you would say the game was finished. It wasn't finished on the PC. It still had problems and bugs on the PC, but they it, re- it removed all of that. The console obviously highlighted those issues and made them more prevalent. I mean, I don't think the game was that bad, and you didn't think the game was that bad, and we played it at launch. I, but the game did have some 
issues, but the console, the base console ones were not really playable. But then the backlash built, and again, the backlash I think was too much. It was over heavy handed. But obviously you had all these people saying how good for preview events, how amazing this game was. And it's almost like they've never been to a marketing pitch or say, no, they've never had anyone try and sell them something before. It's like, of course, they're going to give you the best bits. Of course, just wait until the game's out and review what you've got. But they wanted, people wanted to hear good things. And if you said anything negative, it would have been down like you didn't know what you were talking about. But this will repeat again. I can promise you the next game that gets hyped up, this process will repeat again. That's why they call it the hype train. Well, but moving on anyway, moving on from CD Projekt Red and the thing, I, as I said, we'll see when The Witcher 3 comes out, but in my opinion, four, four sorry, that game will sell by gangbusters because it's the reputation of CD Projekt Red and The Witcher that drives that studio, not Cyberpunk. I think it'd be more the reputation of The Witcher. Which uh, yeah, now it'll be more reputation, but that is what built CD Projekt Red. They built their castle on the Witcher series, not on the Cyberpunk series. So they still have a golden egg to lay, as it were. But moving on, so we go into E3. That was the only story I think we can get time for. Um, but we move into E3 predictions. Um, so do you want to start off with Nintendo? All right. Well, I'll run through. Well, I'll say, I mean, most people would, ex- I don't know, give me your thoughts that reckon that you'll see Zelda there. Um, I'm a bit undecided um, on whether I think that'd be the case. I think you'll definitely hear something about Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 or whatever it ends up being called. Because uh, when it was originally revealed in 2019, I think it was, it's just that the sequel to Breath of the Wild is now in development with the sort of announcement trailer so it still technically doesn't have a name um so most people just call it breath of the wild 2 i think that will be there it's just whether they decide to do a separate direct uh later to to uh draw attention to the 35th anniversary of zelda or whether they shove it in with um with the kind of e3 direct so most people would think um, you're going to get Twilight Princess and Wind Waker HD remasters as a sort of double pack type of thing on the on the Switch because um, there's both on the Wii U, uh, so I don't think it would take a huge amount to sort of get those games across. Other people think you might get the uh, a bit like with the Super, you know, they've obviously got N64 games via ROMs. An emulation to sort of run um, to because I know N64 apparently isn't that easy to emulate. Wait a minute, what are we talk about here, sorry, Zelda, uh, Zelda. Ocarina of Time, and um, so we're out of 10. Majora's how likely do you reckon that will happen? What to get the, the any of the remasters? Yeah, well, announcement today's coming out, you know, the E3. Well, I think I think it's probably a sort of nine out of ten or ten out of ten for Breath of the Wild two. I'm positive that will be. I'm there. sure you're right. I think that would be ten out of ten to be honest with you. It's the. I'm just not sure. It depends if they've got any other deals or collaborations mm-hmm. around Zelda's 35th, whether they treat that as their own thing. So I'd say that's probably more like a seven, maybe eight out of ten. I think it's. 
likely uh, because obviously we're getting into the second half of the year. So I, I don't know if they will. I think they might just bundle that, spend about, because the direct is about 40 minutes. I think they might just spend about 10 minutes going over the, the Zelda stuff because I don't think they will do like a Lego collaboration, a clothing mixtures and all you know all of that stuff they did for Mario I think you will it will mainly just sort of focus on the games and on the Nintendo store again they might do some of their own merch so you'll have like they did their own Mario merch on their own store not the stuff they did with I forget the right. companies they did the clothing stuff with. I think they did Puma and maybe some some other people Okay, next one that's rumoured to be coming out. Again, give me a prediction out of 10, how likely um, is Bayonetta 3? Five, I guess. Five, I'm thinking. I mean, that game's been dark. I think it was, it might have even been 2017 at the Game Awards. Um, when that game I got announced. You're, yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, official teaser was released at the Game Awards in 2017 for Bayonetta 3. It's gone a bit quiet. A lot of people were thinking... Well, very quiet. <laughs> You've not heard anything. Well, yeah, sense. very... Well, yeah, almost <laughs> obsolete. But a lot of people are wondering if this would, you know, make an appearance. So you're saying five. I reckon it's a five as well. I'll go five as well. I, don't I mean, it's a sort of half. But the, the thing is, because this is their big time to shine, I, I think they will pick their games. Again, it's it's not one that's ever going to sell like crazy amounts. Um, but at the same time, they don't want if you chuck too many sort of big things in there, you you worry about the headliner of what Nintendo's direct was all about, and that will be the one that sort of walks off. Because uh, the other thing, just going back to Zelda quickly, some people say Zelda might not be included, is because if you've got um, Skyward Sword releasing on the Switch on the 17th of July, if you suddenly announce these other Zelda games, will that, if people are, aren't fully sold on the July one, will that cause people to take their focus off what comes out in July and start putting their pre-orders down for the, the collection and the and maybe even Breath of the Wild too, if that gets a release date, will that take attention away from the one that comes out like a month after E3 type of thing? Like, will Nintendo be like, we just want all our eyes on Skyward Sword, and then once Skyward Sword's out, then we'll drop the the, the, the direct that exclusively focuses on the, the Zelda titles and the anniversary stuff. So that's one other theory, like keep everyone focused on Skyward Sword and then the Zelda announcement after Skyward Sword. That's another one that I've kind of heard people talk about. Is... Okay. Well, another one that, again, you going off you that, what you just said, you probably won't think will happen, but Metroid, Pro, Pro, uh, Metroid Prime 4. So people think this... Um, I'd say an A... I'm saying think, zero, but Because <laughs> uh, I think they need to give... This is the anniversary year for Metroid as well. I mean, there's a lot of anniversaries this year, but it's an anniversary year for Metroid, so people think you will get an update of some kind, whether it's, say, just giving a program... Because obviously it switched developers and they, and they went back to the drawing board about two years after it was announced. So 
I don't think their game's coming out this year, but I think they might just sort of let people know that whether it gets an official title or, some, or something else that this game is still happening. It's still on track. It's looking good. It's not being swapped to another developer. Maybe it will get something almost a bit like the teaser. I don't think you'll get a lot, but you might get something a bit like the teaser trailer that you got back in 2017 to sort of let people know that this this is happening and it's still happening. Um, like I said, there's been a lot of questions around whether you'll get the Metroid, tri- Metroid Prime trilogy that leads into that because a lot of people have been expecting that. So whether you, you, you get that or not um, um, is, is another matter because apparently that might not be just a straightforward port as some people might think to the Switch. So okay. I think you will get that Prime Trilogy. I, I personally imagine you'll get the Prime Trilogy before you get 4. So yeah, I think out of yeah, I think I said about a 7 or an 8 out of 10. Yes, he said 8. I say 0. Um, Switch Pro? Again, I don't think that will... Uh, if that's there, then I don't think you'll get... I think all the other ones will be fairly light announcements. Because, again, I don't think they will drop... I know it's sort of just a bit of an upgrade, so it's not, as you might class, new hardware hardware type of thing but i don't if if you're chucking that in there that's your that's the thing that kind of steals the show it's going to take attention away from anything else you you announce so i kind of think if that's in there they won't want to chuck too much information about other games in there that might potentially get overlooked by that like they want the focus to be on like a breath of the wild 2 or something and if you chuck unless there's like with the Switch Pro, like some of the uh, sort of beefier hardware in there makes that get you know, it's got additional features that makes use or makes that game sort of run or loading times or whatever look better on the Pro. They might use that as a feature to to launch that with, like the Switch launched with Breath of the Wild and maybe the Switch Pro or Super Nintendo Switch or whatever it's going to be called launches with Breath of the Wild 2. Like, if they try and do something like that, that might happen. But I, I'd say I think that's like a, a 2 or 3 out of 10 for Switch Pro. I, I don't think... The only way I can see that happening is if the focus is quite light on all the, the actual game announcements. I got a feeling, actually, and Nintendo put out a statement, say the Direct is strictly about software for pretty much 2021. So you might get some 22 announcements, but... I think some people said it was quite deliberate that in their statement they mentioned software and they didn't mention anything about hardware. I mean, it doesn't mean that they couldn't just do a sort of switcheroo and suddenly, well, you thought you were only getting software, but here's the Switch Pro. But I think that was deliberate so people didn't get their expectations up expecting the revised Switch. So actually, on that reflection, I'd say actually probably a zero for the Switch Pro. I would agree with you, I think. They would have done it by now, and if they're not going to do it, then uh, who knows when they're going to do it. Um, but it seems like the opportunity was, but I don't think they will. I agree. Um, and the uh, the one that everyone expects, apparently, Splatoon 3. Uh, yeah, I think you'll get a little bit more on that. Because you've got to, I mean, 
I don't think you'll get much more. The game's not coming until next year. Um, so they did the teaser trailer in February, um, which didn't show an awful lot. You might get a bit more, but because it's still... I, get, I would imagine it will launch about this time next year. Like they did Splatoon 2 in the summer of 2017. I think it might have been July even. Um so I'm guessing, this is just me guessing, uh, that Splatoon 3 will have a very similar sort of launch window. Um, so that's why I think we've still a year to go. I don't know if they'll be really ramping up the the hype. I, I tend to think their biggest focus to some degree should be on kind of Zelda at the moment. I don't know what else they've really got to sort of focus on unless... I mean, I know a lot of people talk about whether there'd be another Nintendo sports title. I mean, I know one a lot of people want is uh, Mario Strikers to return. Um, I love a Mario Strikers. Again, I don't know if that would happen because like, literally about two or three weeks after the E3 stuff, you've got Mario Golf. So again, I don't know if you would... Like Nintendo are quite sort of like... They almost wait until a release is out of the way before they start promoting... The next one type because they don't they like to give I suppose their games a bit of time to put so uh, that's another reason why I don't think it if you suddenly got strike strikers drop before golf came out then it would if you get what I mean anyone that wasn't aware of the golf game all their attention would be drawn to the football game type of thing and so that's why another reason why I don't think you would maybe get another sports game but I know that's one people wanted for a while I mean my guess would be it's got to be Zelda because Pokemon I don't know if that will be it Pokemon tends to sometimes do its own thing so I don't know if Pokemon will get much of a a sort of show obviously they've already announced their game is back in February so you've got Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl coming in November and then you've got Arceus uh, coming at the end of January, so the only thing they can really do is give you more information. I mean, obviously, everyone knows what Diamond and Pearl are all about, so I guess the the one that's going to really build hype or, or people are clamoring for is that open world sort of Pokemon experience. And I've all uh, I'll make it clear now. I kind of think that game will be a stepping stone to what people really want. I think it's going to be a good step in the right direction for just the way Pokemon evolves. I, don't, I think I'm not expecting this to be, like, as many people like to use that for that the Breath of the Wild version of Pokemon. I don't think it's going to be that. <laughs> just a quick one um, before we move on to Microsoft. Um, there's a few people that are saying that they could, with the Switch's limited capability, but Obviously, we've seen Control and Hitman 3 come onto the console. People are wondering, and it just for your kind of uh, way of saying it, just give us a yes or no, that they could be releasing other games that just simply cannot run on the Switch, but they might be going down the cloud route based. Here's some games that people think could come via that way. You've got Resident Evil Village. So that's the new one that came out. Uh, yeah, I mean... Mass- <clears throat> sorry, a Mass Effect Trilogy. Uh, Dragon Age Inquisition um, games like that they could use the cloud um, service um, as well as Assassin's Creed here 
because they did do it for Odyssey. I'm not sure if they did it for Valhalla, though. I know they did it for Odyssey, but I think so I think Japan. Resident Evil could be quite likely because in Japan they did Resident Evil 7 um, mm. through streaming. I think, did you say in Assassin's Creed? Well, Assassin's Creed, uh, I've just got Assassin's Creed. I, I know they did it for Odyssey. Yeah, in Japan they did it because that's where they tested it. So they did in Japan they did Odyssey and they did Resident Evil Seven, and then obviously in the West, but I assume this was everywhere. But you got so you got Hitman and Control um, when they kind of sort of tried to roll that thing out more sort of worldwide type of thing. So I guess it went all right in Japan. I think you could see that more. Uh, Mass Effect's always an interesting one. Um, the lead on that game says it very much like that to go to the Switch. He would, he likes the idea. I, he didn't quite say under what form, whether he would like to try and see if he could get it on a cartridge. Obviously, it would, it wouldn't be the same res and stuff that it would be on the, the uh, PS4 and the Xbox One um, versions, but. Uh, he likes the idea, but obviously EA are a bit averse to putting games, so it's. I tend to think that probably wouldn't happen, because um, I don't. I guess the argument was that no one would want to play that game portably, um, type of thing. So I, I guess from EA's perspective, so I don't feel it would sort of happen because EA, yeah, aren't on board with as it were, kind of portable game. I, I, well, I've never quite understood that sort of point of view. Ubisoft seemed to be all right, so I, I tend to think you, you might see a bit more flexibility from Ubisoft to get their games on, on Switch. It'd be good. It's, to me, it seems like a good avenue, just the cloud gaming, for them, for these companies to go down. It's, they think more of them should use it. I know Hitman and Control did it, and it's, it's a shame that more of them should try and use this avenue because it does open up a market. Yeah, well, most but... companies are quite open to it, especially on the Switch. Like I said, it's Activision and EA that are the... I mean, like you, I mean, you and me have disagreed because you seem to think it's... Unless you're Nintendo, it's... These companies are just throwing money down the drain. Like, you, as you said, they don't make any... So Ubisoft, they're sort of almost being very charitable by putting the games up because they don't sell on there. Don't um, put their biggest games on there, no. No, but to put any game on there, like no, they'll they, put they, some, they don't they'll, sell. Ubisoft are, Ubisoft are good at what they're doing because they are trying and they are definitely trying. Um, but they still well, it's in their interest to try. Yeah, of course, over works, eighty it. million systems out there. But, so. but Ubisoft are still struggling. They they are trying, but they're still struggling, and they're the ones that are actually trying to do it. But they won't be their biggest sellers in there. But that's far from Assassin's Creed. But I would like well, to see it, them try. But there is hardware limitations as well. So no, no, there you is, make it sound why, like it's. I know there is. But it's a refusal why, to put Valhalla on, on. on there. It's a case that Valhalla would run. Yeah, it wouldn't run on there, and you're absolutely right. It wouldn't run. That's why I said cloud gaming. I would like to see them try that way. Because you can then put your big games on there that way. Yeah, um, I mean, I kind of feel with the Switch, there's a bit of a... I, I don't like to really create the sort of stereotypes, but I think one of the things people like 
events, which sometimes is having when a game is sort of all on cartridge don't get me wrong you still got updates and stuff like that um but they don't always seem to be as big so it feels like you get a complete experience on a physical copy so i think people for that prefer physical media switch sort of seems one of those last last sort of gaming areas where physical media sort of still truly exists I don't think it's going to be around for long. I, I think that's going to die. But like, keeping with Xbox and PlayStation, how many times do you get a disc where you've got a... I mean, like the update will be bigger than the blooming games. That, like you mm. literally almost read that the, the version you've got on the disc compared to the... After you've installed all the updates, is probably completely unrecognisable. Whereas you don't... Don't get me wrong, it probably helps, but you don't get day and date released on the Switch. So a lot of the issues have worked out perhaps by the time the port or something gets its way onto the Switch. But like I said, I, I feel there's a certain amount of people that like that physical media on the on the Switch. And I, th- I think that's one of the things um, that sort of works well for that. So that I'm not sure how... The cla- I, I don't know what I don't have any. They would Google's. update from what my understanding is. They'll update the cloud computers, so you would never have to update it on the switch. But it'll be interesting. I, I no, think it's be... not that though. I'm just I'm just curious how many people would want to pay for the access to those games as opposed yeah, yeah. to not actually because there's always been that thing, isn't there? Like, are you happy to pay full price for a game but not physically own it? And then if that service, it's a bit like the Stadia thing to some degree. If that service ever starts to go away you've got nothing like because it was all sort of in the cloud or digital or whatever like they go away but and then you're left without the access to the to the games that you bought through that sort of system and i'd imagine when like when you think about it in real terms how and when the issue is (laughs) well some people might say you've had the i think they've kind of returned now but some people say you've got issues with games and certain films and stuff where licensing issues come up and you, you can't get hold of them sort of anymore or, or they get removed like Sonic 3 I think I mentioned to you the other day it's, it's come you, back I, well yeah I, I told you it's coming back but it's not as easy as like what you would think with certain things and obviously Scott Pilgrim got a re-release not too long ago but obviously that was a game that got digitally sort of delisted so it's like having these things that you might have purchased physically in the past and or been able to get access to isn't I mean there's pros and cons to it all because obviously the fact you've got everything digital makes it a lot easier to keep your kind of library with you and wherever you go versus an actual physical collection but in the same time if that digital like if Microsoft decide you know this isn't really working for us. We're going to move in a different direction. And I don't think this is going to happen, by the way, but you, whether it's whoever it is, say it's Stadia or whatever, you lose access to anything you've kind of got through them because they're not going to send you up physical copies of your collection. Yeah, when I, 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 get, I get the down point of it all. I do get the downfall of it all. I do think that is a big, it's so rare that it's not worth it's not worth ruling by the minority like as again most games will get taken away but they're far down the line i mean they'd be very old and we do talk about a lot about game um, preservation 
and drawing a line in the sands. But I mean, it is a risk that you suppose when you take when you do cloud computing. But well, that's think... the only thing. Uh, going back to the original point I was saying is about I don't know. Because I haven't seen the figures how susceptible Nintendo players are to the. the I don't think. Well, that's my thing. I don't think this is really. I mean, the other rumor that's been going around for a long time is, and I'll be quite curious to see if this actually happens, is Game Pass in some form moving its way onto the Switch. Well, thank you for bringing it up because that'll bring us over to Microsoft's um, kind of E3 predictions. So the Microsoft, obviously, they start theirs next Sunday. Um, but they're having a joint showcase with Bethesda. Now, again, same thing. I'll read out the things that will happen in this one. So I think it's safe to say that Halo Infinite will be the front uh, runner uh, headline. And that's a 10 out of 10. I think you would agree there, sure. Oh, yeah, for likelihood. Yeah. Yeah, yeah likelihood. I think it's a 10 out of 10. I think there'll be a lot of focus on Halo uh, infinite this year about its multiplayer about its story i think there will be a brand new showcase um to replace the one that they did back in july of last year the summer showcase um to kind of get that game going and showing how far along that game's been shown i think that game has issues i definitely think that game has issues uh, i'm not looking forward to it as much as i think i would be because it has been delayed i think that there is a little bit of a problem with that game that you know, See, this is maybe where we differ, sort of touching on that cyberpunk. See, I'd rather the cyberpunk be a big delay like what they've done with Halo. I mean, maybe this will tie into what, although this goes against what you said, because this is a first party sort of game. I, I, but, just, I just get So nervous. maybe this will buck the, 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 this will actually go against what you've said previously. Well, I'm but I actually, it won't, but the thing is, free for But I actually don't think have... this is a good thing to delay it to just be up front and be like look rather than this sort of reminds I'm me of glad Bond film they... that constantly geeks getting these delay 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 I'm just like if you're going to push it to next just get on and push it a year like but none of this because people well, kind of must I'm know I'm glad they delayed it but I'm just nervous I'm just nervous because 343 don't have the best record with Halo and for some reason they released Halo 4 and they got the campaign right, but they got the multiplayer wrong. And then they released Halo 5 and then they got the multiplayer right, but then they got the campaign wrong. So you would think that they would learn now to get, like, they kind of did reverse, that they would get the campaign right and the multiplayer wrong. But I think the problems are quite foundational. I mean, I foundational. don't follow Halo, but uh, from what I've heard, that story is a bit sort of convoluted and a bit all it's, just I, I, it's ridiculous. It's been going ridiculous. on for so long. It's like the game was never. No, the story plans is... to be drawn out the way it has been put it so it's sort of almost putting story on top of story 100 they... but the halo 4 story was very much on chief and Cortana, a nice secular story there was another story but everyone gravitated to this story of chief and Cortana because that was a story of two well one person was dying Cortana was dying basically her ai was going to go rampage and she was going to die and Chief trying to save her. And it was quite a nice story because that doesn't matter. That's a story that hasn't been done in Halo. And it was a very circular story. And it ended a very satisfactory way, very monotony. And in Halo 5, they just bring her back from the dead. And now she's an evil person. And it just ripped it up. And then it was like, well, the Halo 4 story doesn't make a difference now because you just brought her back from the dead. So it's, they just messed up with Halo 5's campaign and story. And I'm worried because I think the problems with that game are foundational. I think the team just does not have it enough talent or expertise 
I think they know how to make a multiplayer, and a multiplayer is the only one I'm not worried about. But when it comes to campaign and story, I just don't think because they ripped up the story, they started again, and they brought uh, Jason Stratton. But this could be the this could be the the good or bad thing about Game Pass type of thing. It doesn't matter to some degree because let's face it, whether you you're not going to judge them based on their past games. You're, you're getting this game. You're playing it. Oh, yeah, I'll play the game. Because I think the multiplayer will be fine. I think gameplay There you are. So fine. it doesn't, doesn't matter to that extent. Most people just... are going to get this game. So does it, does it, does it, as you pointed out to me, with other games like Fallout 76 and other games that maybe don't have the best reputation, it doesn't matter if at the end of the day people are, willing to put time into it doesn't you know it could be the biggest buggiest mess on the planet or not run as you expect maybe it won't be buggy but maybe it's not going to be to the quality that you expect but people are going to still play this game and as you've always said that does it so it doesn't why would so you're never going to expect the sort of better quality and that like at the end of the day it doesn't it's it's one of those games that sort of I would expect it to drive people to the. It's just one of many games that sort of sells the. Well, this is why Halo has gone back into like it used to be at the forefront, and it's dropped back because the quality has gone down in the Halo games. And you know, Halo 5's multiplayer was very good, and it was one of the things that made that game last so long. But it's definitely dropped back because they are struggling because they don't have that quality, and that is why the people will still play it. But because I'm sure it'll be a good game, but. I would want it to be the best game. The, I mean, I don't play it. I mean, all I can think of when I think of Halo, I just think it maybe hasn't evolved. Yeah, it's uh, stagnated. It feels, I don't, like I said, I haven't played it, but I feel if I jumped into that game, it wouldn't feel drastically different from when I played it. No, from when right. I used to play it. Whereas you feel if you've got stuff like Titanfall and Destiny... And I mean, you say every Call of Duty is quite radically different to the previous one. So you've got about, yeah, it's completely changed. So you've probably got about twenty different first-person shooters all under the Call of Duty banner that are all unique and separate from one another. So you've probably got over sort of twenty-five different first-person genres out there and Halo stayed stagnant type of thing. It has. But but Halo needs to change but the thing is Halo can't stray because they tried to change it with number four people didn't like it. So they went back and they changed the right things in number five but I think this is the problem when you have a legacy game is you can't change it too much because the people that are going to play it are the ones who played it before and they don't want the change but you're never going to bring in new people because they're like you who don't want the old game. So it is a it is a catch twenty two. It's like what do you do? And the best thing to do is to start a new IP, um, which Bungie did with Destiny. They didn't want to keep on making Halo because then they can just start with their own rule. They can start with their own rule set. So it is a catch twenty two. But we'll have to wait to see with Halo. Obviously, moving on, we have Forza Motorsport. I'm sure you're looking forward to that one, Sean. I don't mind it. They're just it's meant to. Well, they sell extremely well. They, they, they are considered to be the best uh, in class to force the series. And we were going to have a, one that's apparently going to be set in Mexico and the Forza Horizon. Um, so I'm sure that will become, I'm sure that's a lock. And um, we have Psychonauts 2. I never played the first one. But a lot of people say it was a really good. Yeah. Well, it's a bit of a. 
uh, sort of. I've never properly played it, um, but it's I get it's it's not really an. I don't know if you class it as an indie game. I think it was PS2 originally and the original Xbox, but um, it's free. It has that sort of. Oh, is it a free sixty game? Apparently well, so. It was I thought that. Well, maybe um, it did, but nobody re-released it. But I it. get the impression it is a bit of a sort of kind of cult following. Um, I get that. That type of thing. Um, so, and it has a sort of very unique style of... So if you're into your... So when I use the term indie, I don't know if it's like too indie in that term. But well, it's, it's backed of, by Microsoft. Um, so I don't know if they can be called as indie as indie No, but Microsoft. I mean like the original, is it Double Fine? Double Fine like Productions, yeah. Yeah, so I think they're the a bit more of a, And it's a Tim Schafer that... Um, yeah, had the, the, the development. So I think they're indie kind of from that perspective because they make a lot of indie games, but they make a sort of unique games and sort of like a, a sort of particular type of sense of humour that goes on in them and stuff like that. So if you like those sort of unique games, you're you're I'm under the impression you might like sort of something a bit different, perhaps. But if you like you know, if you like your sports games or your first person shit and you like to know kind of what you're getting, then you might not be like willing to it depends how much you wanna step outside of what you're you you like playing uh, to experience that but I, again i've not actually played it but it's always something that lo- visually looks quite interesting okay and the next ones i think that perfect dark will be there i am really looking forward to this one again new studio that's done it from so it's not rare that are doing this one um they did release a pre-rendered trailer i know the perfect dark zero wasn't the best on the 360 i played it a lot because there was nothing else to play when it came out of launch but i'm hoping that will be a good i think hopefully that will work out um, I think that will be there. That's 10 out of 10. Fable, again, is coming back. I've never played a Fable game. I think I played a little bit of Fable 2, but didn't get on with it very well. Or Fable 3, I forget. I, I, I wasn't a fan of uh, Fable. I've them, but I never properly played them back in the day when I used to buy a game. I think I actually had one too. Actually, <coughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, it didn't do a, a huge amount. For me, I mean, uh, I know they're quite well liked, so maybe I'll, I'll dip my toe into it. But it was a game I thought that was coming out on the 360. I thought this was okay, Starfield, that was wrong. Well, hold on, that is literally the next one. So we go because it's a Bethesda showcase, and we will get Starfield. I think we'll just get a brief look into that one. Well, actually, no, Starfield's scheduled to come out earlier. So I think we'll probably get a more in-depth look into what Starfield is. I mean, funny enough, it still has a 2021 release date, which would never... i will be shocked <laughs> if that comes out in 2021. Uh, if it yeah. comes out this year, I'll be I'll be like on the floor. I reckon that game is probably two to three years away. Um, so See, I, I know it we... could be next year. I mean, it's hard to say because obviously no it's one really had much of a showing last year because of the pandemic and stuff so it'd be interesting um because like i said god of war got pushed from this year to next year and i was uh, watching something ign said that feel that they feel that could be the case like you'll start to see that knock-on effect even more like a lot of the 2021 games will start moving into 2022 um it will be maybe even beyond um that you you might see that occur i mean this this was just one person's opinion, but 
um, I did, I saw that online, but sort of suggested he kind of felt that that might be the case this year, that games that were originally slated for this year might end up just falling into into next year. And I, I definitely feel that would be the, I mean, the fact is we've not seen anything about Starfield. I think if Starfield's there, though, I think that will be the sort of headline from Microsoft will be Halo and Starfield. Well, hold on, because there could be another one that could steal the show, and that is Elder Scrolls Six. Um, no way. <laughs> well, they were saying it'll be a follow-up to Skyrim. A lot of people are saying that it's that is a long way away. Um, but I don't feel that they would. Like I said, uh, if especially if uh, again they might tease it again. But I think if you're showing Starfield, you wouldn't. Like I said, if you want people to go. And maybe I look a bit too much into this, but I think if you want people to leave with one impression, you you don't... I mean, last time they did show them both, but it's to let you know that there's these two big kind of juggernaut games coming, and they might sort of let you know that Elder Scrolls Six is still on the horizon, but if they're going to start showing off something to do with Scarfield, Starfield, then I think as soon as... Obviously, Elder Scrolls is an established IP. Soon as you start showing or talking about Elder Scrolls, you you start drawing any attention away from from Starfield type of thing. And it's not to say obviously people are capable of keeping their eye on more than one game, but I think like when people start writing up or or sort of covering what's happened at E three, the more you know, it's like. Microsoft might be fighting for press space against Nintendo, or I know Sony strictly aren't there, but they might be doing announcements around the same time. But you know, they're fighting for things in publications and online, and when people are talking about it, and they there's part of me that thinks the last thing they want to do is be fighting with themselves over Starfield and Elder Scrolls and even Halo, like. Which one of them do you sort of? Because if you include them all, then you don't maybe touch on each one as much. So I kind of well, think like you want to, you want your conference to be sort of, especially if you've got big titles, to be sort of focused around really promoting them. And obviously, Halo's a big one for Microsoft. And I feel, as most people probably feel, Starfield's going to come out before Elder Scrolls. So that would be your focus. Bethesda um, so I feel they would be the two focus points and I feel as soon as you start bringing Elder Scrolls into the mix you, you dilute the impact of the others well they might do but I think they will show Elder Scrolls as well I, I'm hurt I think they'll just show them both and um, I think you'll get more Starfield with a sprinkling of Elder Scrolls I think you'll get the location and I think you might get a just general theme of the game like with Skyrim it was the dragons and you know Nordic influence uh, I think you'll get that with um, Elder Scrolls of where it's going to be set um, and this general kind of yeah the theme um, things that I don't think will be there will be Gears of War 6 yeah I think it would be there but I think Pandemic it, they think that game is going to be where when the last one come out 2019 so it should be due out in 2022, but I think that game will come out in 2023, so I expect to see that next year. Um, and I do think apparently Indiana Jones game that still hasn't been allowed to come out. And just a quick allowed. one, 
well, not allowed. So that won't be uh, <laughs> won't be shown. Um, and uh, uh, we also got Rare's new game. Um, no, um, I forget what it's called. Everwild, Everwild, which I could not be less interested about. I must admit. Uh, well, that but, game it looked okay, but it's like until you because it looked quite unique until you actually know what it's about. What it's about. It's hard yeah. to get excited about because you. You know, you can get excited about first-person shooter or racing because you know what they're about. But this just, from what I remember, showed animals and other things yeah. like in a forest and stuff. I don't and have it's a... like, what actually is, you know, yeah, like you said. You see, you I know, didn't have a clue you know, what it was about, I must admit. Um, so then are we going to go on to... Um, so just a couple of third party ones, obviously. Just the one other thing, the only other thing they said that might happen. I don't know if this be the case. You might get a, um, I, I don't know, any titles in particular, but you might get some stealth drops of uh, whether these are Microsoft games or not on a Game Pass type of thing. Some other big, uh, whether they big. I think they would announce something for Game Pass. I don't know what they would announce, but I think they might just announce something. Um, but I only kind of hope, and I don't think this will happen, is if they named, as we've reviewed it, would be a Banjo-Kazooie game. That would be my dream for Microsoft's conference. I don't think well, I feel they do should it. Pers- I mean, obviously, I quite like Banjo-Kazooie, but there would be part of me that thinks they should tap a bit more in something into like that. In- yeah, into their her- well, the heritage they've kind of, of bought to some degree yeah so it's like they've kind of bought that company gutted them and not done anything i mean i know they're doing something with the perfect dark but it kind of feels like they're not well they're doing perfect dark i mean i don't know why they took them this long i mean to it do kind something. of i saw something on youtube the other day so there's a slight side thing that talks about the making of donkey Kong. it just sort of all that creativity at that studio when they was going through that game and doing Killer Instinct and that as well um, at the same time and what they was trying to pioneer and it's just like I don't know just a studio that was trying all these new things and it's like you look at them now and it's like oh my god what the hell I'm, it's kind of heartbreaking <laughs> I'm going to have to cut you off there because we are literally pushing for time <laughs> so, so the last one the last one is uh, which I will just say because it comes out on the 9th of June um, which will be Wednesday. So this will come out pre free. It's going to be the new Battlefield. Uh, I know Battlefield has not had the best run in. The Battlefield 1 was a huge game. It did very well for the Battlefield series. Battlefield 5 came out and it reg- barely registered a blip, completely missed the mark with its woke uh, angle, shall we say, woke take on uh, World War II, very liberal take on World War II. It seems like they are going back to basics they've learned their lesson that they just you know if you want to start messing around with gender roles and things like that do it in a future setting so we're battlefield um this year's battlefield which is coming out will be released on june and it's supposed to be set in 2042 so that'll be an interesting one as it seems like battlefield has fully completely just ebbed away since 2016 and call of duty just absolutely run amok um, I remember when they used to be almost competitors back in the day, but it seems like all duty managed to hit the note and Battlefield's gone away. So it'll be interesting to see that. And of course, we will cover that game next week. I'm sure you're excited for it. But there we are. That's all we've got time for. 
thank you for making us part of your week. Um, please let us know your predictions and what you think will be there. Um, email us in at leonjellyfisharcade at gmail.com. Obviously, we have skipped the Sony one um, just because time issues. Hopefully, we can get away with that. But if you well, are... Sony aren't there, technically. Oh, Sony aren't there. But I, I thought they would be doing one. Uh, but they might... Like... I, I, got, they, I don't know if they're part of this game summer games fest or but people think there will obviously be announcements from sony around this time whether they do a state of play or something i'm not followed them too closely so though they're not technically part of it people you will get probably some sony announcements of of some sort yeah well let's let's see but um if you are yeah please let us know your thoughts email us into them and hope we'll um, go through it all when they'll see it all comes out next week. But until then, we'll catch you. Sorry. Until that time, we hope you have a good week and we'll see you then. Take care. Thanks.